0: He made up some story about how it was his cousin with cancer and this photo with her lifting her shirt was the last time she was healthy sorry (laughs) (laughs) that is actually
1: funny that is the dumbest shit
0: before we get into episode 29 i want to tell you about patreon we upload a patreon an extra episode so this is not enough if you want to see our faces a bit more hear us talk absolute crap a bit more head over to patreon links down below and yeah we'll be there every saturday
1: and not only do you get an extra episode every single week you also get access to all the other patreon episodes we've already done and some of that shit is juicy very juicy because we get extra explicit that that we can't do on YouTube. (laughs) No, not at all. Because YouTube doesn't like that kind of stuff. And also by subscribing to the Patreon, you guys are gonna be helping us out. decorate this set a little bit more (laughs) because we have an asbestos filled roof at the moment so we're literally risking our lives for you guys uh but yeah by subscribing you help us out we get to make some more cool content and do some more cool stuff so head on over to patreon make sure you subscribe to us on youtube if you're listening to spotify or apple podcasts or whatever else give us a review
0: give us a comment send us a confession dilemma whatever it is in our emails dms or anything and yeah we'll talk about you
1: and follow us as well Bye. bye (laughs) My contact lenses make my eyes so tired. Really? I was literally, I was sitting in the Aston Martin office today, yeah? And my eyes felt like so heavy, but I'm not physically tired. But my eyes are so tired. And I realized yesterday, when we looked back to see what the set looked like, like my eyes looked like I had a black eye.
0: (laughs) Wait, is this because you get dodgy contacts off of that online?
1: (laughs) (laughs) is some weird website, just some Alibaba contact lenses. Yeah. No, no, no. So, actually, I've not been wearing them as often I sh- as I should be. I kind of only wear them when I'm recording, really. Mm. Or going out for like the whole day.
0: Catfish.
1: Mm-mm. I'm a catfish. I actually look like some little Harry Potter donny. But, um, yeah, I don't even know why I, I told you that. I would
0: recommend, this is your your um advice. Okay. I recommend you to Google if that's normal. Okay. If it's not normal, take your eyeballs out.
1: Take my eyeball, not the contact lenses. Take no, my no, eyeballs out.
0: Eyeballs, eyeballs out because infection mm. will be spreading.
1: Right. Yeah. You don't want it to spread further. So just go blind. And
0: all I need from you is one area, so that can't get affected. Right. And that's your heart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> that kind of sounds like showbiz, but it's actually flowbiz. My name is Laura, and I'm actually <laughs> my name is Laura. My name's not Laura. <laughs> my name's Robert, and I'm about to become uh, a, a published artist. And this is Laura who's having a. I don't know how to say this, but like, she's basically an emotional wreck. Mm. She's all over the place. She can't handle herself. So uh, if we have some ups and downs of emotions in this episode, just know it's because Laura comes is coming on a period and she just genuinely cannot handle herself.
0: We'll speak about PMS later on in the episode. Uh, PMS. <laughs> uh,
1: but before we get into all of that, Laura, fun fact of the day slash week slash month or whatever you want to call it. Fact
0: of the whatever you want to know.
1: I also call them fun facts, but they they can either be very dramatic or like all fucked up. Sometimes they're fun. Or hot. Yeah. Well, this is a fact about age and
0: sex. I thought
1: you said H. H Like the rapper. (laughs) H and sex. (laughs) (laughs) The fact of the day. H be slang and dick. (laughs) (laughs)
0: To Brad, motherfuckers. She <laughs> probably is, to be fair. going. hey yo, hey yo. <laughs> All right. So the average. Per- this is a fact of the day. Mm-hmm. The average person's sexual peak is the same age they can rent a car. Mm, what okay. age is that?
1: Twenty-five.
0: Mm, we spoke about that today as well. Um, the average American will have the most sex around the age twenty-five, according to their study. So that kind of means, like, right now at twenty-three, we're not at our peak. We're not enjoying it the most yet. Give us two more years. And we'll be enjoying it.
1: And then after that, it's all just downhill.
0: Well, after that, they found that people um, they found that people in their 20s have sex more than 80 times per year, declining to 60 times per year by the age of 45 and 20 times per year by the age of 65. And each year after the peak of sexual frequency at 25, sexual frequency declines 3.2% each year.
1: Okay, so at the peak, it's 80 times a day, uh, 80 times a day,
0: more... <laughs> 80 times a year, <laughs> um, more than 80 times.
1: So that's every four and a half days.
0: That sounds about right.
1: Uh, that's not bad. Hey, like...
0: yo. So,
1: but the thing is, me and you, we kind of go through waves. Yeah, we do. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like once every two hours, sometimes it's once every two months. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's waves.
1: It's not that extreme, but like, that's kind of what it's like. Yeah. Mm.
0: It's true, it's true, it's true.
1: Again, this is a Patreon topic. Talking of Patreon, if you guys haven't watched the Patreon episode, which some of you probably haven't because you're pussios and can't afford uh, £3.50 a month, um, we have a new set. Uh, And as you may, if you're like, you know, long-time followers of us, you probably know where this is. This is Laura's Garage. We got kicked out from my uh, mum's house.
0: Evicted. We weren't paying the rent.
1: Yeah, and uh, now we've moved to the other parent's house. Um, Mm -hmm. As you can see, we got Laura's MX5 old bumper here. This is OJ's rear seats. These are the new rear seats of Laura's new car,
0: which you lot are currently voting on my story. Which car? Which YouTube video should come out next? Because Roberts promised um, a YouTube video will be out on my channel next week, by late next week, and late, late next week, late so like next Thursday, Friday. And I'm, um, I'm giving you lot the opportunity on my personal Instagram. You want to see an MX5 video? You want to see a new car video? So, is it really all in your hands whether you're going to know where
1: these seats belong? Where these
0: seats belong, or if you want to see what's been going on, or what. Why is it not blue, the MX-5? Why is the bumper here?
1: I mean, they kind of know it's not blue. And the the kit's on the car. I mean,
0: it hasn't been blue for a while, let's be honest. Uh,
1: Also, uh, we did kind of speak about the set in depth properly uh, on the Patreon episode, so go check that out. If you, you know. If you must. If you want to know about it. Um, But yeah, we're here now. And yesterday you said you was cold. I'm cold today. Yeah? I'm a bit chilly today. But
0: yesterday you had a fluffy jumper on.
1: Yeah, true. I'm a bit thinner today.
0: Do you know what? It's a jacket kind of podcast now.
1: Mm, Yeah, but it's going to get hot soon. I mean, the summer's just around the corner. The vibes are nice. Skies are blue.
0: I think when it does get hot, it might be a greenhouse in here.
1: I can't lie. I think you're right. The asbestos might start, you know, (laughs) molding down from the roof.
0: It might. (laughs) Um, Talking of summer, we do have a barbecue arranged here next week.
1: It's not in the garage, though.
0: No, because it would blow up.
1: Yeah, thanks to all the ga- gas canisters. They can see. Can I see it on the camera? I think they can. The, I
0: think that red thing there—if it's showing.
1: Oh fucking hell. Yeah, just leave that there. It's Will, about yeah? yeah, it's a big canister of gas because Laura's brother does roofing and. Uh,
0: he's <laughs> actually filming himself right now, because oh yeah. oh yeah, should we talk about that real quick?
1: Yeah, he's making uh, OnlyFans uh, to do with lead work. Well,
0: that's not the truth, is it? <laughs> But that might be... If it is, I will promo it here so you guys can follow <laughs> and subscribe. Because, you know, family discounts, yeah, friendly yeah. discounts. But um, talking about like YouTube, it's kind of weird. This is a random topic. I'm not actually sure if you're allowing me to do this. But it's really weird that kids these days really want to be YouTubers. And True. they know so much about YouTube. And I say it because my nephews were at my uh, house this weekend. This particular one is six. Um, out of three, one out of three is six years old. And so me and Robert came home and he was like, Auntie Laura, I want to make a YouTube video. Six years old, fair enough. Um, I was just like, yeah, I got to go out because I was in and out at that point. I was running, coming in to grab a different car and going out and I was like, cool, he's going swimming. By the time I come back, I say about two hours later, he's coming back. More than
1: that, like five hours okay, later.
0: Okay, long time later, he's come back from swimming and the first thing he asked me, Can we make the video now? And I'm like, put my shit down. I'm like, this boy, he he remembered. Like, there ain't no thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Robert set up these pink and blue lights. He gave him the little microphone. He had his little.
1: It's a proper studio, mate. I would charge quite a lot for that, you know? Yeah. And yeah. do you
0: know what? Afterwards, Robert edited it up straight away. He picked his own music. He saw Robert editing it and he got to watch it back and his, his face was just so happy.
1: He, he was a proper editing director. He was like, oh,
0: make sure you cut all the boring bits yeah, out. All
1: the boring bits but out. It's kind of mad because when I was six years old, I was still eating sand out of a sandbox. It's the same. Do you know what I mean? He's.
0: I mean, I don't know if we can generalize, but he's very intelligent. And my main direction of this conversation was the fact that we're so much content creators. So obviously me and you are the content creators. My little nephew. Two of my nephews, I said I got three, two they're out of both. three yeah. wanna be, um, they're doing videos on YouTube, they have YouTube channels. My brother. Your brother is a Twitch streamer. My yeah. brother's in the shed right now, fil- making, uh, content. making lead, he's filming himself. Um, I don't know what how close he is. Asama and OJ. Asama and OJ are best buddies. Um, Well, that's, that's about A lot it. of people but around that's a lot us of are people. making content. And like, yeah. I'm just, you're, you're the camera guy and an editor and I'm an editor and I'm just happy that we can facilitate people.
1: Yeah. Help them chase their dreams. Help them
0: chase their dreams because even not from a young fun. age of six. You never know. And you know what? If we could look back on a video of ourselves at six years old, it'd be really cool. I mean, the kids growing up nowadays <laughs> just have. You know, can I see a baby picture? Yeah, let me get it up on my phone.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, Oslo,
0: oh, it was in the loft in the photo album. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Fuck.
1: But imagine our parents looking at us. Oh, my God. And imagine them looking at the g- generation after us. Yeah. It's, the difference is crazy. Difference well, is crazy. anyway, talking about. YouTube and content and stuff. Yes. I'm about to be a published artist.
0: Yeah, explain why.
1: So basically, if you know me, you know that I work with Aston Martin, they're one of my clients, one of many. Psych. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Psych. <laughs> um, so the others
0: are my nephews, <laughs> my <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't pay me.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I make content for Aston Martin. Um, I take photos of their dealerships, cover their events and stuff like that. And that means I get to do some cool stuff. Oh well am guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> I really am that guy. Well, anyway, I, t- I don't know how to say that, that show's name. I think it's Salon Privé. Salon Privé? Privé. Salon Privé. Or <laughs> well, some bougie like car show in London where like manufacturers go show off their cars. It's like Geneva Motor Show, but in London for rich people basically. Yeah. Uh, which I'm going to talk about in a bit, but I took some pictures there and they really liked the work to the point where it got posted on their Instagram and it's about to be featured in a magazine, the which first, is pretty cool. first
0: time you're being, we, any of us, you're the first one, congratulations. That's
1: first hard copy publicization of my work. I'm probably not gonna get like, you know, credited or whatever for it because that's just the way this industry works. But it's pretty cool to see my work in mm-hmm. a magazine.
0: We're definitely gonna be framing that.
1: So, and bear in mind, like, I never went to school for any of this shit. I just started it on my phone.
0: Lots of, I mean, we know someone personally who's in university doing a degree for the same thing you're yeah. doing right now, which I, you've learned all by yourself exactly. and you're getting paid from it. And he's never had any real life experience yet.
1: I mean, they he's made a few feature he's, films. By but coursework,
0: like, that's coursework though.
1: Yeah, but like even him, like he made that little feature film and having looked at it, it's the type of videos I was making when I was like for my first year of doing this shit. Yeah. So it's a bit like, well, clearly you don't need to go uni for it. Because bear in mind, I was 17 going to car shows Filming me like fucking around on my bike. Because I always kind of wanted, I was always interested about making YouTube. But I always was like, not insecure, but kind of thought like, I have nothing to make content on. Mm. But I always loved cars and bikes and shit. So when I got my bike and then discovered Car Meets here, I just started filming it because I just loved it so much. And then I just put it on YouTube. And then somehow magically I make money from doing it.
0: Well, it goes to that quote that we actually discussed personally off a podcast. We do have discussions. We do speak off a podcast. And we were speaking about the other day, like, I was just just reflecting, like, fucking hell. I have a university degree. I um, got a Bachelor of Science psychology degree, 2.1, if you want to know.
1: I can't lie. That Bachelor of Science at the beginning makes it seem way more bougie than Bachelor it actually
0: Bachelor of Science. I never went to my graduation, but because I forgot about it.
1: It was online, as well? No,
0: nope, it was a real-life one that I forgot.
1: Oh, okay, nice.
0: Yeah, I would have only gone for the photo opportunity.
1: Bear in mind, you only went... To uni for like a couple months. I didn't like it. Because the rest of the time was COVID. Crap, yeah. So you did but wasn't even in.
0: The thing that we said from our personal discussion mm-hmm. off the podcast. Yeah, we did. People are very happy, eager, willing, will do, get into debt. Nine point nine thousand two hundred and fifty times three minimum.
1: Yeah. Plus maintenance loans if they take it out. Plus
0: maintenance loans. Plus any any foundation years, another two nine thousand two hundred fifty. They'll take a Just loan
1: of anywhere between third like twenty-seven or twenty twenty-eight grand, anywhere up to like eighty grand.
0: Yep. To study a degree in university, a degree that does not assure them a job afterwards and may mean that they go to work in Argos or Primark afterwards because there's nowhere employing. It will also mean that they put their whole life on hold for the next three to three to four years. Or five That's not sometimes. including they do masters or, or um, further education. And um, the whole life goes on hold. You stop socializing or you completely waste your money and fail your degree and socialize too much. You don't pursue anything else because you, you don't think outside the box.
1: Some people go and pay that, well, get into that amount of debt. You know what it is? Because it's masked so well. Yes. It's not labeled as debt. Yeah. But it is debt.
0: It's debt. And it's debt that doesn't assure you any path. Yeah. But what people will not Wait, do...
1: You cut me off. Uh, People will get into that there just for the uni experience. Uni experience. Just to go party and fuck girls or Mm. guys or whatever. Yeah.
0: But if you go get a job in central London, you'll experience that.
1: Anywhere. In the gym. In the gym. 100%. Gyms
0: are active.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. If you want pussy or dick for cheap, work in a gym. Work in a gym. Or as a lifeguard.
0: um, Something that you won't do, people will not do, they won't take out a loan, a business loan. That's something...
1: Or even a small personal loan. A small
0: personal loan. But... That, that's a majority, extremely much smaller. That made no fucking sense. Mass not very, Much more smaller than you would a university degree. Yeah. Plus you're putting all your eggs into like, I mean, university, you're putting all your eggs into that degree and still not assuring a job. So it's the same thing as running a business, but there's more reward. You know, and many people will just go to <coughs> uni just to, I don't know, family. Or I personally went, my personal reasons, my personal why, I didn't really know what else to do. So I just done what the next step was you know mm. so
1: yeah it, it's it's kind of crazy because also you got to think no one will bat an eye if you say you're going to uni yeah no one will bat an like an eye for the amount of money you're about to spend that's a lot. to go to this uni but if you say i'm going to take out a 5 grand loan to start up this business idea that i have everyone's going to call you crazy and stupid and everyone's going to be question it and like think oh are you sure that's right are you sure that's right da da da, da. and it's just like i don't know i find that so crazy
0: so currently, with uni, with my degree, I'm on this much debt. Fifty three bags. Yeah, that's with three years education and then three uh, three years uh, maintenance loan. Bear in mind, if I was smart back then and I still wanted to pursue uni, I would have used my whole maintenance loan to pursue a business or save it. It went in and out.
1: Hmm. It's because this is this. It's literally because, you no one is taught about this stuff. Do you know what I mean? No one's taught like. If you can't get a loan, go to uni, take the maintenance loan. Don't say like spend a penny and use it all to start up. Fuck around with businesses. Each year, let's say you get the max year, because let's trust me. 11 grand. If you're not granted it, there's ways to get it. It's really easy. It's very easy to blag your way of getting the max. You get 12 grand a year worth of money that you can fuck around with. And let's say first year start a side hustle using that money. If it flops, next year, you've got another 12 grand coming.
0: And the third year did the same. And let's say all three fail, you would have wasted that money on something else anyway, first of all, but what you've gained is a shit ton of experience, starting a business in the industry, and and seeing how it goes, and knowledge. And you're putting your time towards that. That's what I would have done, however I didn't. And I guess the only positive thing about going uni over starting a business is number one, some people want to pursue a natural career that does require a university degree to mm. start. No mm. questions asked, you've got to do that. Or number two, Student loans, you don't really pay back. I've got that big loan and am I paying it back? It gets written off in 30 years.
1: Also, having said that, some people don't really care about making a business. Some people honestly just want to live a nine to five. And I can't lie, I don't blame them because it's a very hectic life to live, the life of a business person. Like,
0: I wouldn't wish this on my little sister.
1: Granted though, nowadays it's a lot easier than it ever has been.
0: Yes, thanks to AI, fucking come edit my podcast, mate. Whip it round, whip it round.
1: There's literally AI software on Premiere Pro as a standard plugin.
0: Have you looked into it? Because I'm trying to edit my TikToks like that. I
1: mean, at the moment we only have one camera angle, but you oh, know, okay.
0: well.
1: but definitely need to look into it. But yeah, it's just crazy how easy it is to make money nowadays, and people are just too lazy.
0: But you know what? Like, don't you find my family are constantly like to me? Even just now, you guys work too hard. You're tired. You relax. Rest. It's because when you're like, if if you're doing a normal life and you see your brother constantly stressing, not sleeping putting all his like thing, you, you care? Because it's not an easy life. But
1: you know what it is, it's also like your mom and dad, are, they do well for themselves, right? They're not rich, but like they're doing well for themselves, right?
0: Yes. Sorry, I have, my have you
1: never seen them stressed about money, true. bills? That's true, I have and... seen them, yeah, I have. I'd rather be stressed about my business than, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, you're always gonna be stressed. I guess you can just pick your eggs what you wanna be stressed with. Exactly, but anyway, uh, yeah.
1: you're an emotional wreck.
0: Yeah, I mean, PMS, premenstrual syndrome, it's just, you know, something casual. Um, personally, every period is different. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Every period is different. Every woman is different with their period. For me, I don't get a lot of pain. Do I? I don't really get a lot of headaches, I think belly you get eggs, more pain aches. when you're on. Yeah, but it's not a lot. It's not life changing. Some people get, some women will get so much pain where they're in bed. They're bed bound. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. I'm not. But what I do get is the week before my period, I'm
1: a, a bitch. bitch. That was sick. I'm a bitch. Sick.
0: So I'm talking hormonal, hormonal mood swings, twenty four seven. I tried to contain it. I tried to be a good girl, a good human, but I, you know, I can be a bitch.
1: No, yeah. you just are a bitch. I'm full a bitch. stop. I'm a little
0: bitch. When I'm Big actually bitch. bleeding, I'm actually right. It's like the the horrible bitchy devil is bleeding away. It's mm. going out. So when I'm on my period, it's not a problem. But the week before, it is really hard because you know. I lack motivation, I feel tired, I want to eat like a shit, I can eat a lot, take me to a buffet, I'll finish it. And do you know where I noticed? I was not getting full. That's how I always know I'm my period, I don't get full, Yeah. it's a joke. I could just eat and eat and eat.
1: And then whilst you're on, you're just in pain and tired. I
0: mean, I'm not a lot of pain, but ta- yeah, the energy.
1: You just get drained basically, Yeah. quite literally. I mean, well. I-,
0: I can find <laughs> it hard for someone like you, who has to like be in close proximity of me <laughs> when I'm like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it adds complications to the relationship let's just put it that I way I mean
0: with me Robert actually this is actually something we speak about arguments
1: they only happen when you come in on your period
0: I'm not even capping we don't argue we actually don't argue anymore We every couple, every relationship and we've also been there go through a stage of arguing really horrible stages I think it's a part of a serious relationship <laughs> some people have it for a short amount of time some people have it for a long time some people never solve it and so they stay together or they break up We've passed that stage. We so. had a
1: toxic phase and we're now out on the other end of it. Yeah. I think we should. I'm Okay. I'm going to put this out there. Me and Laura have been talking about guests and guests' ideas. Obviously, it's going to be slightly difficult to get a guest in here. So we might have to arrange a studio for the guest episode or whatever. But one of my ideas was a, like a psychologist or like a relationship therapist. Yes. Which I still really want to do. Okay. I think that episode will be where we can talk about our toxic stage yes. that we went through. Yeah. Which I think will be interesting for you guys. Because obviously we've been dating for over seven years now. Yes. And most people think it's just been flowers and roses.
0: No, it's a process.
1: It's A process is a journey, but I feel like we're on the other end of it now. I mean... Until you come on your period quick or week down. before.
0: It. First year, sweet, fairly, calm. Mm. Second and third year, hell. Yeah. Fourth, onward, sick.
1: Four, i would say four and five was rocky and then six and seven have been amazing
0: okay yeah fair enough
1: that's what that's what i would say yeah so it was like this and then we we're like this and then we we're like this and i was just like that yeah basically
0: and yeah literally we're only arguing on my period i don't really see us having problems in the future like
1: must have problems about? i mean
0: like he's literally i feel like we fully communicate now and something to throw out there as well we date we started dating at 15 well 16 we met at 15 we started dating at 16. so imagine navigating your first serious relationship Growing up yeah. as a man, growing up to be a woman, navigating the different gender. Which we're still we,
1: doing, by the way.
0: Yeah, we're still doing. We're still growing up. But like you were definitely very immature, and so was I, when we were younger, like everyone fucking else. And obviously, that corresponded to us having immature, toxic stages.
1: There was a, there's a lot of factors to it. Also, the way I grew up, the yes. way you grew up. Like, there's so many factors. There's so factors. many things. Yeah.
0: But um, I mean, we'll leave it
1: to the therapist. We'll leave it to the therapist. To figure, figure now out. It was sweet as hell. Yeah. But uh, what I do want to do now is I want to give a shout out of the week. Remember when uh, a while ago? Oh, yeah. Don't remember when it was, but I gave the shout out of the week to Rufus Rice yes, that time because I thought him hilarious. I haven't done one since, but I've seen this guy on TikTok a couple of times and I have to shout him out. So uh, his name is Moad, M-O-A-D, uh, on TikTok. Okay. And he's got a brand called Trico. Nice. A clothing brand. Uh, T-R-I-K-K-O or T-R-I-K-O. One of those two. And uh, I've seen these videos pop up a couple times. And I wanted to shout him out because of how genius his marketing approach has been. Mm. And it just goes to show, like, you would think making a clothing brand overly saturated... It just, it's not going to work, right? Well, he's making it work and it's going fucking great by the looks of things. Really? And he kind of, he in a way took the idea of Cortez. Do you know Cortez, the Mm, brand? No. So it's, the idea is it's very exclusive. So very limited numbers, like that, their website, you go on there and literally just said, it says password. Oh. Like you can't get in type of thing. And all their TikToks are like, oh, this brand is for, the go getters, the like hustlers and shit like that, and people that don't wait around for opportunities but they make them stuff like that, like kind of what the brand represents an or whatever. of the brand. Yeah, exactly. But like, the videos are very cinematic and really well done.
0: Yeah.
1: And you don't even realize it, but looking at it as a video videographer, cinematographer, filmmaker, whatever the fuck you want to call me, content creator that has an eye for these things, uh, for these things, I see it and I'm like. This is fucking genius. Even the AI voice that he uses for the voiceovers, the color, of the text, the composition, the music, everything is just so like, he's got the, the source. he got the spice. He knows what, like, I just want to shout him out. Shout out to you, man. He's definitely watching this. 100% <laughs> he's watching this. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The whole aesthetic, I even put my email into the waiting list.
0: Oh, that's how yeah. much you enjoyed it?
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it so much that like, Fair play to you. I want to buy a t-shirt or Can I give a shout out to a
0: brand that I have not purchased from because I'm too broke, but I will 100% when I will.
1: Yeah, so whilst you get it up, basically, it's just like a streetwear brand. And I just really love the marketing. It's run by a guy who's down to earth. He's a hustler. He's trying to make something of himself and he's fucking smashing it. And I just like how he's doing it, I guess. Laura's still stalling with... Uh, Getting up the brand she wants to shout out because she clearly knows it so well.
0: I do, but it's one of the ones that I spelt like I might have to get out for next week because I don't want to spend. Um,
1: we'll do it next week because if you want to do Shout Out of the Week, then you know you can save it for next week.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I'll save it for next week,
1: but yeah, I just thought i would give that shout, little shout out. So you guys make sure you go look it up, um, tell them we sent you because yeah, the brand is fucking sick and I love what they do. Um, I have a little story.
0: Yep. I'll check my notes.
1: (laughs) I have a little story about picking you up from work. Interesting. I I swear to God, yeah. I see so many weird things out there in life. (laughs) Just spectating. I I attract weird shit. Okay. Two stories. First one, picking you up from work. And the other one, whilst I was at work. Okay. Okay. So first story, picking you up from work. And so for those that don't know, Laura works in a nursery. Yeah. Uh, and essentially I pulled up behind his car um, and it was obviously like a parent picking their kid up from school. Fair enough. I'm just waiting for you, waiting for you, whatever, whatever. Car in front of me unlocks. I look around, what's going on. I see a mum with about six kids. And this is like an Audi SUV. I think it was a 7 or a A7, like one of them big ones. Okay. Yeah. And um, she opens the boot, puts the shit in and one of the kids jumps in the boot Long story short, she was taking her kids home. One of them was sitting in the fucking boot. Oh my God. (laughs) And it just reminded me of one of them videos when a car gets pulled over by the police and you get like 20 men jumping out the car. One kid in the boot. I was just like, fucking hell man. Like get a minivan or something for fuck's sake. How are you putting like a four year old in the boot? (laughs) But it gets better. I was at work. And it was, uh, I was around... Waitrose or? I was at Waitrose. Okay. This was Waitrose last week because yep. I've been very on and off with this stupid job because True I'm about me. to quit. um, And basically, so this, I can't remember where it was. I think I was like around Dabbrook Grove, kind of Shepherd's Bush, that kind of area. And um, what was he singing? I wrote it down. But oh my God. <laughs> there, there was a guy walking past <laughs> as I was waiting for the people to pick up their shopping. And this guy... Fuck me, I'm gonna have to find it now. (laughs) (laughs) What what was he doing? I just see a crackhead on the other side of the the walkway, walking, and he's singing, A whole new world! (laughs) (laughs) That's Frozen, right? That is Frozen, right? A whole new world. new 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 world. world! I should probably not sing. I don't know. It's, it's a Disney song. It's one of them Disney things. And he was just going along and like singing it. But he was a proper crackhead. <laughs> like a proper geezer looking crackhead. Really? Singing Disney songs.
0: <laughs> that is a sight to see. It was. <sighs> you cra- You attract to that energy. My mom attracts people confiding in them energy. Every time I go out with my mom, wherever mm. that may be, she gets people telling them the lifestyle stories. Like every Every single time. We'll be at a checkout of Tesco. The person behind it's telling mum about some fucking family member that's just died, or a dog. Um, my mum, literally everywhere, she attracts energy. Where people will just... Like, she's a therapist.
1: You know what is, yeah? Your... Abestos. Abestos is falling off the roof. And it's a bit worrying. Hung, oh, hung, oh. hung. Anyway. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Your mum, she... <sighs> She's just very nice. Yes. So it's easy to speak to her because she probably doesn't give a fuck about what you're saying. Yeah. But she just, she's very obvious to the fact that she's listening to what you're saying and what you've got to say. Yes. So you find it easy to speak to her and confide in her. Mm. More time in her head, she's thinking, fucking hell, shut the fuck up. And as soon as she comes home, she just talks shit about you.
0: Oh, do you know what? That sounds interesting. That is literally me.
1: It's almost like you two are related, isn't it? Yeah,
0: but that is me though, isn't
1: it? 100%. People yeah.
0: also confined in me.
1: Yeah, and then she'll come and chat shit about you behind but your I, back I, to I'm, me.
0: I mean, I'm good at my face. of like I'm a good listener, or at least a service level listener. Mm. But uh, mine's thinking something different. 100%. Dark place, happy girl. You're
1: too nice for your own good, but your mom has some savage moments. <laughs> oh, here. mom is savage. And this takes me back to, remember the day that charity guy knocked on <laughs> <in> your door? <laughs> <laughs> I felt so embarrassed <laughs> because so basically <clears throat> some chat someone knocks on the door, no one's bothering to get up. So I am like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get the door. And that's a really big thing in your house. Yeah. Someone will knock on the door and there'll be like a three, four second period <laughs> where no one moves and everyone's like low key looking at each other, who's gonna get up first? And whoever gets up first is the one to open the door. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'll do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. But I think it was only me, you, I don't know. There wasn't many people wasn't in your many
0: house. There not people
1: at that time. So I go and open this door, as a charity guy. Yeah. And by the way, I don't understand why charity people come to your house and like sales pitch you, yeah. trying to sell you the charity. <laughs> yeah. A charity is meant to be like a donation thing. Well, anyway, I actually, well, the charity I thought was pretty cool. Essentially, what they're trying to do is- Because um,
0: by the way, Robert sat there, stood there and have a conversation with the guy. Well,
1: I'm about to tell you why, okay? Because yeah. usually if you come to my door talking about Jesus, I'm gonna say no English <laughs> and shut the door. Yeah. yeah. I don't have time for this. <laughs> if, if you're a Jehovah Witness shutting door, if you're coming to me about fucking, I don't know, our biz charity, I might listen to. But this guy, well, I thought the charity was really cool. So they're trying to make sign language a part of the school's curriculum.
0: Which I think they should.
1: That's actually a pretty clever thing.
0: But then everyone will be able to speak to each other.
1: Question, is sign language, do they have different languages per I country? I don't,
0: I don't know. I think there's like a, maybe like an accredited sign language. Is
1: it like an international standard?
0: Yeah, I think, it, I think it would be, but...
1: Yeah. I don't know. Because like, an English sign language, I, like me, I, is like this, isn't it? I don't know. I think it is. Because you know. taught me, because I...
0: Thank you. How do you say
1: I love you? I... Is it... Huh? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I love you.
0: I mean, you know most... Um. Wait, that's not blind, is it? That was that deaf.
1: You would not read blind... <laughs> sign language if you're blind. No, yeah, it's for deaf people.
0: Most deaf people <laughs> are good at lip reading anyway. Yeah, of course. They're extremely good at lip reading. It's because their to sense the point, is heightened. I know this from Love Island, a deaf girl was on there, to the point she was sitting here and you lot are having a conversation over there, she'd be able to make up what the fuck you lot are saying. Yeah.
1: Damn. Well, I was just thinking, yeah, because surely if everyone knew sign language, the whole world can communicate.
0: Exactly, silently as well, thank God.
1: A lie, don't have to listen to your annoying voice.
0: Yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to my channel. Today I got a rusty ass piece of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> another da-da. one just outside the garage door um oh yeah so back to the charity guy so essentially them trying to make whatever so that's why i kind of listened to what he was saying yeah nice guy um because i actually had cash on me so <laughs> i was going to give him cash yeah because i actually wanted to donate well the reason essentially long story short i had to sign up to this online thing and long. i had to donate but via online my phone is broken it's long to type shit in I couldn't be asked to do it and it has to. P- it puts you onto a fucking direct debit. I don't want a direct debit. I just yeah. want to give you some cash and you can fuck off. Yeah. But then he tried to make me sign up and then I have to give it a reference so he can take it to prove that he's doing his job or whatever. So probably get a commission or some shit like that. So I said, I'm not doing that. So I tried to kind of talk my way out of it by saying my phone is broken or whatever. Which is true. The reason he kept me there for so long is he started talking about your car.
0: That's how he introduced Because
1: himself. the MX5 is parked on the drive right next to the front door. Yeah. And we started talking about your car and then about his cars. And I was like, and he was a young guy just about to start driving.
0: Okay. So I was a bit
1: like, I feel so bad. About a couple of minutes later, I'm kind of like saying, oh, I'm not going to do it. I can give you like, you know, cash or something. And he's saying, well, we can't take cash or whatever. Your mom parks up, gets at the door and she goes, whatever you're selling, we don't (laughs) want it. Thank you. (laughs) Bye now. (laughs) I'm just there like, I uh, yeah. Did shut I? the door. I guess <laughs> I don't know. What am I meant to say? Your mom just politely told us charity to fuck off, and I've been trying to find a nice way of telling him I'm not going to donate. Yeah, we're not buying it. why whatever you're saying, we don't want it. Thank you. Bye. You? And just storms past him into the house. <laughs> and as she's inside the house, she's loud, by the way. Yeah. She goes, Robert, just tell him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, see you later, mate. <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> I ran to the garden. I ran to the garden. I was like, I need Jesus. <laughs> they need to come knock. The Jesus people need to come Did knock on the door. I you about
0: that story um, where I told the person at the door to fuck off? What? <laughs> so basically, I was home was alone. Was you coming on your period? Uh, maybe. I was home alone, and you know I don't like being alone anyway. Oh, yeah, because you're scared. So yeah, some yeah. bitch, uh, some woman knocked <laughs> <home> on the... <laughs> Some lady looked at the door, right? Yeah. Open it. She's on about taking a picture, taking a picture. So I freak out and say, fuck off. And I slam the door. <laughs> then dad calls me saying <laughs> his friend, like neighbor, was, <laughs> was trying to do this. I called dad to say, <laughs> I told him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Off. <laughs> fuck off. Mum mama said fuck off. Back <laughs> <Pick> it. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> off. It's so embarrassing.
1: <laughs> I was ready to swing at her, you know. Your yeah, dad like... was probably gonna do an extension on their <laughs> house or something. Yeah. She wanted a reference and photo. I
0: was in defense mode. I was gonna find her in the face. Fuck off! <laughs> Bang! Bang <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you just think that like you're gonna get attacked at any moment.
1: <laughs> Always gotta be on guard, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck off. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, I put on my story a little uh, topic submission. By the way, if you have any topics, would you rather? Um, relationship advice, if you need advice. We have a specific Whatever email. the fuck it is, send it in. We're gonna talk about it. So on I put one- On our
0: emails down below.
1: On our email, on our uh, podcast Instagram. Pod- I put one on my personal Instagram and I got one uh, and it was a fan submission talking about the EULA's expansion. Interesting. Mm.
0: Well, both my cars are not ULEZ compliant, so it does really fuck me up the ass.
1: Yeah. My dad
0: recently had to get rid of his van because of the ULEZ expansion had to get a new one. My only
1: current car is non-ULEZ. Yeah, so well. we
0: are really, really understanding like the pain, like we're experiencing it.
1: And by the looks of it, on his, from his Instagram, he has a N30, so, so it's yeah, not ULEZ either. It's
0: not ULEZ either. So uh, what was he wanting to ask to say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's about it <laughs> moving on <laughs> well, so for those that don't know what the ulez is it's called
0: ultra low emission zone yes it's and
1: essentially in london currently it's like zone three onwards because london is divided in zones like okay, zone central. five being outside one is very central so zone three onwards is currently in the ulez yes so you have to pay 12.50 a day if you don't your, your car needs to be euro six standard or Euro four petrol, Euro six diesel cars. And if it doesn't meet it, you need to pay twelve fifty every time you go into or the pay zone. pay a
0: guy 500 quid and get your car, you less. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. Um, and now Rishi Sunak has become our prime minister and there's some BUSSIO in power trying to make, uh, a, a, well, he's not trying to, it's been passed now and it's happening on August 29th. So soon. The whole of London, literally M25, is a motorway that kind of borders the whole of London. The whole of London is going to be a Ulez zone.
0: Okay, if I drive my car out of the driveway, I'm paying twelve pound fifty.
1: Literally, as soon as you get it on any main road that has a camera, yeah, twelve pound fifty gone. Straight it's a away. joke.
0: It's a fucking joke. And um, I literally don't know what to say. I, I mean, I'm I'm distraught. It's all.
1: <laughs> I'm <a> straw. <laughs> <laughs> it's ruined my
0: life. I don't know what to do.
1: Uh, basically. These lot will do anything to make money. And this is why I hate London. These people will literally blatantly fuck people.
0: I mean, look at it. For their own benefit. People have to insure the car individually. In America, you insure the car. Yeah. The car's insured. Anyone drive it. Here, I've got to insure each individual person. Do you know how much more expensive that is? And how much of a a fucking hassle is. I bought the car. Why do I have to pay tax and insurance? End of the day, it's ownership. I own it.
1: Well, to be fair, when you hit 25, you can drive any car. As long as you have an insurance Policy, well, so I
0: mean, 25, different. sex life but, as well, 25 is uh, a good age.
1: If you're a young driver and especially in London, you're pissed because they'd just squeeze every last penny. Like my Honda Civic, 1.4 litre Honda Civic, I'm paid 560 pound a month for it, Yeah, which is fucking- First it was the petrol. I haven't said that, I do have nine points on my license, <laughs> but that's a different story. But
0: First it was the petrol, now it's the ULEs. next thing you know, it be no cars in London. Right time it'll be when, a cycle city like Amsterdam.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. It kind of already is when you go to central London. Mm. It's madness. But you remember in COVID, bro, petrol prices were like £2.10 a litre, which is fucking nuts. I remember that because I remember that. But it hasn't even even recovered since then because before COVID it was like 135, 140 for the Supreme. It's now like 165. So the prices have come down, but they haven't really. They still stayed high. Long story short, if you like old cars like us, uh, move Move out out of London. London. They're oh very in sync today. Should
0: I check what submissions I've got? Uh, yeah, because you
1: yeah see if you've got any. Uh, but yeah, if you're a young person driving in London, you're fucked already. And especially if you like old cars, you're even more fucked because you're gonna have to pay like three hundred pound a month, even more like three hundred fifty close to that a month just to drive your car in and around London, which is uh, a fucking piss take if you ask me. Do you have any What's submissions? One second. You're very right. slow on your phone today. You know that.
0: Don't start. That will twist me up in my head.
1: See what I mean? See what I fucking mean. She's an emotional fucking mess right now.
0: That was unnecessary.
1: (laughs) She's having an angry swing right now. Go on. Tell us some submissions. You should probably be a bit more... uh... Yeah,
0: but I'm reading.
1: All right. So for audio listeners, Laura is struggling to read. I've got so
0: many. I'm trying to filter between fucking whores and fucking general things. All
1: right. So a lot of people talking about (laughs) her ass... Uh, Are you on
0: the hub, barefoot revving? The hell, that's what I'm saying, I'm trying to filter through this. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, if you have a fan submission that talks about, you know, porn to Laura, we're probably not gonna reply to it. We haven't actually done DMs of the week for a very long time.
0: All right. The singer in my band is well fit, but the rule is you can't date band members.
1: You know what, when I used to shoot weddings, this was a common topic that I heard oh. like in and amongst the industry. Like within bands. What? Yeah, I've heard a lot of like discussions about like people within bands, like a girl and a guy will be in a band and like they'll be really attracted to each other, but they can't fuck because they're in the same band. You've heard that. Yeah. But it makes sense because you fuck and then you don't get to get together. One catches feelings, it gets sour, whole band falls apart. Just because you couldn't keep your dick in your pants or mm. your fanny in your tranny. Wow, well, that... What?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's actually true, but I mean, if it's a big band and, like, I mean, no one else would find out if you kept it a secret.
1: No, 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 no. Do not shit where you eat.
0: You're a big stand for
1: that. The same as you don't fuck anyone that you work with, don't fuck anyone in your band. Don't fuck it up. It's not worth it. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Go find some other pussy. It's not worth it. I
0: have two money things. They're both similar, but they're different people. One okay. said, literally money, life is so hard. And the other said, I want to live like a millionaire, but I have 16 pounds in my account. And what can I do?
1: I mean, that second one really resonates.
0: Really, re- resonates. Yeah, really resonates. <laughs> really. Like we're in the same position, guys.
1: <laughs> like if you have signed up to the Patreon, we really appreciate you. But what you need to understand is all of that money goes back into making content. All for you guys. Yeah. Uh, because we're kind of, following the bigger picture yeah we want to do more stuff we want to do biggest things and we want to make cooler content <laughs> that's what i want to do i just want to make cool content i feel you Do you know what i mean
0: i get you but i agree
1: it's just tough
0: it's tough i mean it is a cost of living crisis i'm sure you're not alone first of all
1: i feel like it's been a cost of living crisis since like 2008 it's so. gonna be yeah it's a joke i mean look at look at house prices yeah they've gone up by like a hundred percent and the minimum wage has gone up by, like, 10%. It's insane. Since, like, the 90s. Even
0: if you get a good job, it's, it's hard. People are struggling.
1: Yeah. Most average people... The people that are on average salary in the UK cannot afford a house, especially in London. It's a joke. It's fucking madness. So, what I would... Advice I would give you, keep your head down, keep grinding. You'll make it out of the other side. Trust me, just enjoy life.
0: And last but not least, you know that guy that I've spoken about in the DMs of the week? Because um, the rest are just a bit weird. There were a guy in the DMs of the week that, like, always said really smelly stuff to me i knew it i knew you was gonna say something about <laughs> this guy he said how smelly is your bomb crack
1: fuck it's very smelly just for your satisfaction it's very smelly lord doesn't wipe after she poos sometimes <laughs> and it spreads across her cheeks i've wanked to that oh one.
0: my god he's a joke, he's
1: um, a joke man it's a fucking weird fetish man
0: it's so bad
1: it's not for bad we don't judge fetishes i mean that
0: one is pretty bad
1: that one is pretty fucking dodgy <laughs> i can't lie um
0: it's hard to uh it's hard to defend.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh car show season started. Yes. Yeah. We've, we've been... gone to I've gone to three, you've gone, gone to, to two. two. Yes. And we have cool shit coming up. Really cool stuff. In terms of uh potentially going to Poland next month. We
0: have potential holidays. Um, Polish people might become to Poland, Netherlands people might become to the Netherlands
1: and, and Amsterdam. Irish
0: people and it's Amsterdam. confirmed.
1: It's confirmed.
0: It's not confirmed because we haven't booked anything. So don't oversell. Okay. But I'm not
1: overselling. But there's a very high potential, potential that Patreons, everyone that's on Patreon, will have an Amsterdam special in June. In
0: June.
1: Or July, because or July, we are go- because we're also going to Netherlands before that. So that will probably be the Patreon special. Twice. Oh, no, wait. Shit, yeah. Well, that's the first one, yeah. What do
0: you mean the first one?
1: Wait, what? what no, it'll be mean? July. <laughs> July's special, sorry. June will be Poland. July will be Amsterdam.
0: And then August, Ireland. Ireland. Well, on my to-do list, I need to sort everything up. But yeah, car season, we might be going abroad to them countries. If you're there, let us know. We'll be going to car meets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we've gone to a few and they've happened all like at the same time. So we haven't actually spoke about them on the pod yet. The first one was petrolheadonism. Yes. I think that's how you say it.
0: I always say petrolheadism, but yeah, it's petrolheadonism or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: They're probably couldn't get Instagram in it. So
0: yeah, they had Second to best.
1: switch it up a little bit. Well, how, how did you find it?
0: Really cool vibes. I loved the car park vibe. Um, yeah, the music it's just in there just really echoed. They had sick DJs. I loved the tunes and the way that it was in a car park, the music just felt like I was in a Fast and Furious movie. When I stepped out yeah. the Honda, I was like, look at this. Pitbull was playing <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was feeling good.
1: I made a reel, which has done pretty well, for me at least. Um, and it kind of compacted what the show was about. Yeah. It had everything. Yeah, It was really cool. That's good why I mix. liked it. Yeah. It had literal race cars from like NASCAR. It had an F1 car there, yes. the Red Bull.
0: It actually did, yeah.
1: It had it had so much American more stuff.
0: American muscle cars. It muscle had JDM cars. JDM it cars, BMs, It had fucking-
1: Old school builds. Old school builds. Super cars. It had
0: influencers.
1: Yeah. Uh, so who do we have influencer-wise? Matt Armstrong. Matt Armstrong was there. Shmee. Shmee. His whole, like most of his car collection was there. Uh, well, not most of it, a lot of it was uh, um, Alex. Alex, Yeah, Alex from well, ex car throttle. Alex, who he's not is there, there anymore. Um, I can't remember who else. Is. Um, Calvin's car diaries, Calvin's car diaries.
0: Yeah, um, Ronnie Lockett.
1: Yeah, 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 that was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> our neighbors are trying to get into their house <laughs> uh, if you've picked that up on the mic but um, yeah, th- some cool s- some, that show was very cool, I really liked it
0: I really liked the vibes, it was a lot of walking on the day, um, because there was like an up, upper car park, under car park and then a walk to the next car park
1: there was oh, three yeah. different sections
0: there were was, was so many cars, so many variety of builds um, they had music in every section they had stages with like talks going on um, it was just a really good day
1: yeah then I went to Salon Privé, yep, which I yourself. mentioned in the intro. Uh, How was that? I went by myself because the tickets were fucking expensive, like 75 quid a head. And you know, they had they had a VIP tent there, 500 pound a ticket.
0: Well, about that cost of living, imagine being able to afford that just for a car oh, show. Mate,
1: I'm telling you now, the money at that show, disgusting.
0: Why would you say that?
1: So first of all, Aston Martin sold like seven cars, two of them being cars that's not even released. I can't imagine. No one has actually, there's no publication that even knows the official name of it, of the car that's coming out, but... There's two people that put down a deposit for that car.
0: And they didn't even know the options or anything.
1: No, it was coming out in May.
0: See, I can't imagine even going to a car and buying it on the day without like thinking, let me check my bank, let me check... That's how it much for. money there it was is. Like, yeah, let's just buy it. Like, it's, was, a t- like it's a T-shirt from Primark. it.
1: There was a stand with two cars, no gazebo, not even a proper stand. Just in the grass, yeah? Two cars, six million combined value. It was a Ferrari F40 and a Ferrari F50. F40 had two... Uh, Two thousand two and a half thousand miles on it, UK spec car. Have
0: you seen an F40 in real life before?
1: Not before that, no, No. never. Yeah, first time, first time seeing an F40 and an F50, and they were both next to each other, both in Ferrari red. Well, the F40 orgasm overload, exactly. The (laughs) F40 had two thousand two and a half thousand miles, the UK car three and a half million pounds, and the F50 was two and a half million, it had four thousand miles on it, and it was a Spanish car. And fucking hell, those cars are just something else. How man. are
0: the people speaking there? Posh or casual? That was very
1: posh people there. Really? Very. Rolls-Royce had a stand. Yeah. It was so posh that the Rolls-Royce stand, I mean, you can tell that Rolls-Royce has fucking money for these events. They, they had people, yeah, hired on the day to put, so essentially their stand was like a big, kind of like a building type of thing, like, like big, large windows where people were eating in their booth that had like access to it or whatever. And then just outside the glass, they had two uh, wraiths. No, there was a wraith and a phantom parked next to each other. But it was kind of on like, you know, when you like plant flowers and stuff, that soil that you use.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They were parked on that. But because it was raining and people were walking around the cars, there were two guys that their whole job was to just keep up that ground and put more soil on when it got dirty or too wet. Really? Their whole job was just to upkeep that. Jesus. Just to keep the stand looking good. And every time, the, the second it stopped raining, they had valeters cleaning the cars.
0: Seriously? It, that,
1: that's the type of show that was.
0: I wonder was, how much, many cars they sold as well.
1: It was insane. Like, the amount of... I can't explain it. I had some... Oh my God, I had some woman come up to me, yeah? So I saved this story just for the podcast. This is the type of rich people I fucking don't like. <laughs> okay. Happened? I'm minding my business. At this point, I have kind of dealt with all the stuff I had to shoot for Aston Martin, kind of waiting for the parade to go on where they drive around the big square yeah. and talk about the cars and stuff. So I've gone off to shoot other cars on my own. And some woman comes up to me. This woman had like a white... I can't explain it. Like a white posh dress. I can't explain it.
0: A frock. I have no idea
1: what it mean, it, What that is, but white leather gloves. Yeah. A white straw hat okay. with one of them nets hanging down like oh. this. Yeah. Bright red lipstick. Yeah. And she's walking around like this with her phone in her hand. She comes up to me, Could you take a picture of me, please? I was just like, Okay, fine. She stands next to this car, doesn't even look at the camera. She's like this. Really? I gave her the phone back. She goes, Oh, thanks. Walks off like this. Really? I was just there like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> like that that's clearly, she was either born into money or married into money.
0: One of the two. Very
1: obvious. Yeah. And just has such like standards. Like you could tell, she's the type of person to have butlers. Mm. Like I could People not wiping have- wiping her ass. I could not have a butler. I would fucking hate it. The
0: only thing I could have is a cook because I can't cook. Remember so that Square time we were in
1: Geneva? And we oh went to that restaurant. We went to a we Chinese went, restaurant. So yeah? we went to the,
0: yeah, we went to the Chinese restaurant. Originally just wanted Chinese, like just a buffet. Like, you know, like a buffet. Yeah? We That's, didn't realise
1: it was bougie. It
0: was fucking bougie. We only realized when we got in there and they took the jackets off of us. Like I, I felt, said, it looks like no, I can take it off myself. And they're like, no, they would not let you. Took our jackets and took them straight away. I was like, fucking hell. Sat us down.
1: I, I almost didn't like it. I did,
0: I hated it. Um, the guy was around the table 24 seven. Anytime we took a sip of our drink, he was filling it back up.
1: It yeah, literally didn't yeah. get lower.
0: He They put our food on the table and they mixed it for us. The second he got the, our fork and knife and done this. The
1: second the plate was finished, he took it away.
0: Yeah. And I literally, was just there like,
1: bro, like calm down. Just fuck off. Like, I appreciate it. I understand this is your job, but like you don't need to do this for us.
0: It felt like he was gonna wipe my mouth.
1: In uh, in it? Yeah. It felt like if I was going to go to toilet, he was going to hold my willy for me. Yeah, and Just like aim it for me. It was
0: intense. Like when you're not used to it, it feels really intense.
1: But the thing is, I I would never want to become accustomed to that kind of service and then be disappointed to not receive that.
0: Yeah, I would rather, ju- I'd want to be happy going to everything. But I, I mean, I didn't feel, I, I liked that because of the food and the view, but the service was obviously good, but it felt uncomfortable for me. It's too much. It's too,
1: too, too much. Too much. But yeah, um, yeah. uh Salon Privé was very posh, just a lot of cool. Uh, there was a lot of old classic supercars, 4 GTs, Ferraris, Maseratis, old Jaguar race cars, Porsches, a shit ton of Porsches, a lot of old classic Aston Martins. Obviously the stand that we was at had brand new Aston Martins. They had an F1 Vantage, DBX707, Super Superleggera Volante. Uh, the F1 car was there. There was a lot of cool shit. It wasn't massive. And I don't think it's the type of car show you'd necessarily enjoy. Oh. Because it's not really like modified cars. Yeah. It's just a lot of... Expensive. Expensive shit. You know I, what mean, I mean,
0: when you're, I mean, if you're basing that for the fact that I have two really shit, cheap, rust down mm. project cars, potentially, yes. But I mean, I think I could enjoy no, it.
1: You would enjoy it, but not as much as something like a Japfest. Jap Japfest. Yeah. That Which was the is next the next show. We, show. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I oh. was very <laughs> in sync today. What's going on? <laughs> I don't We're very, very in sync today. <laughs> well, um, yeah, how did you find Japfest?
0: Well, it was interesting because we went really late, and by the time we got there, I, but I felt like I didn't look at any cars. I was running around the whole day. We got there, we got settled in, went to look at some people' cars going around the track. Realized Robert didn't have his memory card, so me and Robert walked all the way back to the car, came all the way back. Then we start walking around, and I hear some guy say, "Oh, g- kids, like got to get to the drifting." I turned to my left, I was like, "What times it drifting on, mate?" Because <laughs> we've been trying to find out. He said three o'clock. It was fifteen minutes to three o'clock. Yep. So me and Robert. Left Osama and OJ, we ra- walked the whole of the Japfest, whole of Silverstone, to get to the certain point of the track where it's like a big bend so we could get the yeah. best shots and the best view <laughs> of the drifting. I
1: got some we fucking bang pictures. I was literally
0: gapping through the crowd. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was
0: gapping. And I went through the whole thing, didn't get to look at any cars, any um not tents, what would you call them?
1: A booth. But didn't stands. get to look at any
0: booth stands. I wanted to buy some stickers that day. Um went straight to the drifting. Luckily we got to the perfect spot. We got there in time, brought we got bangers, as he just said. And then afterwards, it was just time to go. And we went to look at people leaving. So, my own fault, our fault, we didn't arrive on time. I felt like I didn't look at any builds. One of the positive, it was, it was next year, late. when I go, I'll be surprised if there's a build I didn't see this year and they're there next year. So, yeah.
1: I have a little conclusion. Maybe because we didn't look through the whole show, because essentially, Jackfest, it's a Silverstone. So, you go in and then you have like, a general area where show cars and a couple stands are set up, but it's not like the trade stands are not there. Yeah. The trade stands are, are on the other side. So you have to cross the bridge and kind of go in the pit area where during a F1 race with like race control and all the stand, the pit, uh, pit walls and shit like that would be there. Um, that's where all the trade stands are set up and that's where all the big company shop cars are like. The cooler shit is there. So we didn't really go through that. We kind of ran through it. To get to the drifting. <laughs> so I saw a couple of cool things, but in the general area, it wasn't that great, in my opinion. Mm. I don't think it was that fantastic because.
0: I mean, put <sighs> it this way, I don't know how it works, but I know for sure someone on my. In- I don't want to say actually, all right, I'm not going to go down that route. No, go on, no, go I on. Said, won't go just down down the don't route. say who said it. No, because it's bait. So I won't, and I'm telling you, no. But what I am saying, I don't think it's hard to get a, your car into it. Because I think if someone has a stand, they've bought bought that, however it works in terms of buying it, let's assume they've bought that. If it works like that, I don't know. Then they invite whoever they want onto that stand, which is how general car shows work, right? Like if someone was going to Netherlands because he's with that stand. (coughs) So if you want to fill up your stand, you would accept either your best mates or, you know, like the boundary is not that high in them zones.
1: So you can get your car into a show pretty easily.
0: At Petroheadism, I think the way my MX-5 looks now, which by the way you haven't seen, I think I would have got my car into Petroheadism.
1: Yeah, and to Jetfest, and I would think I've
0: got my car into Jetfest, ten times over. Oh
1: yeah, easy, easy. The Eric Five. Um,
0: and you lot might think, what the fuck? You haven't seen it.
1: That is very true. Uh, kind of, kind of, kind of, little bit gives it away what we've done, but never mind. We'll leave it to their imagination, I guess. Yes. Um, but yeah, that first section that we did actually look at some cars. There was one cool car that really stands out was the twin turbo Supra. Yes. Uh, original orange. I can't remember what the orange is called, but you know the orange that's on Michael Supra's. Um, fully chromed out, two yeah. JZ twin turbo. The turbos were fucking chrome. The whole thing was chrome. It was Every, amazing. It and was, it
0: was really clean. It was all sick. the wiring was um, sorted nice. It was really smooth in there. You could really barely even see
1: any wires. Yeah. Like, it was a. Did tucked, you too. It was like a tucked engine bay. Yeah, I think it was like two or three cables that you could see. Um, but yeah, that car was sick. And then a couple Hondas, obviously because. Civic, and I got some build plans. So, yes. looked at a couple Hondas, looked at some ISs. Um, so many MX-5s. So many. I think so by the time we walked into the first aisle, coming in in the car park, and in the first aisles of the show, you already counted like 30. Yeah. And then you gave up. Yeah. Because there's too many. Too many. Um, so, I guess they're not that low-key. but you know, mm. It's an entry card to the JDM world, though. It is. And it's a great car. It's a
0: great car to work on. It's like a toy car.
1: It's th- if you want a project car to learn with, and to learn the skill of modifying cars and like project cars get an mx5 100%. trust me best car to start with um, but yeah the drifting was cool though i was kind of disappointed because i wa- was cool because they didn't leave gaps so the track kept being smoky the whole time and you could it was very hard to see and i thought they was going to do battles yes but they're, they're kind of just sending them out in tandems and stuff
0: it was sick to see but yeah i guess from a photographer
1: point of view um yeah i mean we didn't see much because someone took quite a long time to do their makeup and shit in the morning and we was very late
0: i mean we did wake up late
1: Hmm. laura doesn't like me saying that we was late because of her but a lot of the reason was because of you
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) but yeah that was that first any more any anything more to say
0: no when is our next car show the next car show because i haven't booked any more tickets
1: poland Next
0: yeah may is next month
1: Mm, so in June. Mm. Yeah. So maybe we have some time to grind and make some money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you had some news for us before we go on our break.
0: Oh, our news. Mm. Yeah.
1: Laura, do you want to go on our break first? No, then... yeah,
0: I'll tell you. Mm.
1: If I come back from the break <laughs> with a black eye, I didn't give it to myself. That's all I'm going to say. Go ahead, Laura.
0: The news thing was about the emergency alert system that's been introduced in the UK.
1: That's what oh, yeah. Jetfest. That, oh, that did did that. Blah, 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 blah. That was one thing I wanted to say about Jetfest. That was fucking nuts. Because the whole sh- you could hear that alarm. <laughs> yeah. Like it I heard it on my phone and then all of a sudden it just echoed it all around me. It was
0: so loud. BAP <laughs> BAP
1: <laughs> Is that it was worse than my phone alarm.
0: It was re- like the waking up alarm. Yeah, but apparently, government said that they've introduced this to warn you if there's a danger to life nearby, like severe flooding, fires, and extreme weather. And I'm thinking, in the UK, we don't experience severe flooding, fires, or extreme weather.
1: You don't get none of that. No. So I
0: don't really understand why they've introduced mm. this feature. Do you? Do you? Under, do you think it's a conspiracy? People are making what they think it might be. What do you think about it? Because we don't experience. I don't this. So it's weird. It's really odd.
1: I don't know if it's a just a UK thing. I can imagine this is a thing in America, and it's definitely like, for example, Florida. Yeah. There'll be a more used thing in a place like that. I for mean, example. Switzerland,
0: when we went, there was that alarm. Remember when we were shopping? There was a test that day. Remember in the streets? So oh yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. So I know other countries have it, which would just make sense. Why not have it in a sense? But it's like we don't experience any of the extreme weather warnings, and it's not like it's gonna text you, "Oh, a murder just got, got a murder just killed someone is two streets away from you, run."
1: Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's
0: really odd. And I mean, is there another COVID? Don't. People have been saying it.
1: I kind of want another lockdown, low-key, for selfish reasons. But at the same time, I really don't want another lockdown. I I understand
0: the pros and the cons. But I'm just going to go with the flow.
1: Imagine if a COVID part two happens now, we can't go to any car shows.
0: Exactly. That's the negative side. But then the positive side, we can film a lot. But then parts would slow down. So it's all a big mess.
1: Mm, That is true. Was that your new segment? Yeah, that
0: was the new segment. Okay,
1: I'm going to piss myself. So, guys, we're going to go on a break. Uh, Enjoy this little ad break. Please don't skip through it because it's for our great friends. So, do listen to it, especially if you have a car. And we'll catch you after the ad break.
0: Adios. What's up, guys? Halfway through our episode. Actually, I don't think that's even an equal number, is it?
1: It's not really. We just go with the
0: flow when we need to piss. When when you need to piss.
1: When I need to piss.
0: We're just stopping here to let you guys know about a brand called Drive Autos. I would say a company, actually.
1: Yeah, it's a company, not a (laughs) brand. That's for sure. (laughs) If you drive, you want to know about. Derive, or if you know anyone that has a car, they need to know about Derive. Even your mom. Yeah, or your dad, if and he's your about. Because mine ain't. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they do everything from mobile detailing to mobile servicing to mobile fixing upgrading. Your car. They will come to you and sort your car out, make it look shiny, they will service it, inspect it, uh, pre MOT inspections, all that sort of good stuff. So make sure you message them over on Instagram, tell us, tell us, tell them that we sent you. And For a discount? Yeah, discount, they'll look after you, give you the best prices. They also have very good connects with uh, car part providers and suppliers, which we use quite often, actually. Mm -hmm.
0: And they are Flowbiz podcast approved. Yes. So we recommend them highly. Check them out over on Instagram.
1: Thank you. Get back to the episode now. Goodbye. Three, two, one. Lift off. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. We're back. back. Can you pass my water bottle, please? That was a long break. Yeah, because um, I'm going to be real. I'm over the moon, very excited, and it might show through this episode. I had an inquiry. And I just had a phone call from a prospect client. And let's just say things are looking very good. Mm. Nothing's confirmed yet. I'm going there tomorrow. I'm doing, what's that leak? Is that from you?
0: Uh, Yeah, my water bottle, the Primark one.
1: Oh, and now it's leaking up there. And it's gonna rot the cupboards away because they're wooden.
0: Well, don't worry because I've I've ordered a new one. (laughs) Should be arriving tomorrow from my auntie.
1: Um, Well, anyway, (laughs) uh, yeah, exciting stuff. I'm going there tomorrow. Gonna do like a trial shoot type of thing, chat with them. Like an interview type of thing, get to know not really lads. an interview. Yeah, just get to know him. Um, and yeah, exciting times ahead. Very, it's weird how life works. Very. Because since last the last two weeks, I've been putting in like a serious like effort to come back to do the automotive side of things mm. properly, rebrand. You have been You've back been into, into square energy. one, and it's paying off so quickly. You
0: said in the podcast episodes, you were saying that you're bringing it back to the basics.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Going back to the it's so, the start of the podcast. Started with me saying I'm going back to the basics, and now it's working already.
0: Publishing in magazines, prospect clients, getting so, active on social. Yeah. life
1: life is exciting. Still sign up to the Patreon though, because we're still broke. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, cool stuff. I'm proud of you. Cool stuff. Uh, but anyway, we're back. Uh, the break was good, and Laura is gonna talk about poo. Oh. And also, if, if you do follow us on Patreon, which you all should be, uh, we did speak about a lot of pooing. Pooing in Asda, uh, pooing in McDonald's.
0: Yes, about just bowel movements. A
1: lot of dodgy bowel movements, yeah. And you have a poo story for us. So it
0: starts with a confession, then a little bit of facts. So okay. backing it up, backing it up. So the confession is, for the first six months of my relationship, it cost me £7 plus to poo. What? I couldn't face doing it in her apartment, so instead I'd head to the neighbouring cafe Nero every morning. So he'd have to pay the seven pounds to get a drink or get whatever, just so he could use the toilets as a customer and poo, because he didn't want to poo in front of his in his girlfriend's house.
1: Wait, so why didn't he just poo at home before he would go into her house?
0: That's that's smart.
1: Or was he like staying at hers, and every morning he would go oh. to a cafe near to buy them coffees?
0: That sounds more realistic. And then
1: take a shit. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. And that's sense. why it would
0: be seven pounds, because it'd be more than one coffee.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, to be honest, do you remember the first time you pooed around me or in my house, like? Do you remember? Is it a significant thing that you remember?
1: I have no idea, but I do remember the first couple of times I took a shit in your house. I'll be paranoid about if I locked the door or not. <laughs> really? And I would want to be like extra like quiet mm-hmm. and just be embarrassed about it. Not from you, but more like from your family. Okay. Because they take the piss. Do
0: you remember any time being embarrassed and pooing in front of me? Is that any significant memory you have?
1: No, I've pooed in the, whilst you've been in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, I don't really care about that stuff.
0: I mean, for me, the first time I ever pooed was in your accent flat. Yeah. And I done it when I was there alone. For some reason, I was there alone one day. Um, people all was out, and I pooed in your front room. In your, <laughs> in my <laughs> front
1: room. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> you said me pissing in the sink is bad.
0: <laughs> no, no. I, was, I don't know why. I, room. <laughs> I pooed in your bathroom. <laughs> okay, bathroom. okay. Cool. And um, in I the actually, toilet. I, I kept it a secret from you for a long time, because.
1: I feel like I remember this. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I pooed and I like was so paranoid about there being poo, smelling it. Someone next would come home in the bathroom. Even though it was probably like not even bad. And I was, um, yeah, I lied. Like, oh, I haven't had my first poo yet. Like, no, I've never pooed in front of you. But in reality, I knew that that day I <laughs> He was I did. bossing shits. <laughs> Every time you went out. So, I mean, I got a few statistics here. Apparently, okay. 29% of women don't feel comfortable about toilet issues around their partner until seven months of dating. And seven I months? feel like it would have been that for us, because if I was you trusted me enough to be alone in your house, it wouldn't have been the first couple of months. Mm-mm. So probably mine was similar. And that's a hefty amount of women. And then for men, how, how do you think men will get on?
1: I would say it would be like, if is it in the space of seven months? or No, no,
0: it's different. Like, how com- do you think men will be more or less comfortable? pooing and way more comfortable I way reckon. more yeah. well you're correct it says 32% of men felt happy about toilet concerns with their partner within the first month
1: yeah exactly
0: so yeah it's not really a thing for guys
1: Huh? it's not I don't really give a shit I mean I th- I'll shit on a first date
0: yeah so I would like it's embarrassing
1: not really though it's just a stigma that's built up
0: I mean girls don't poo anyway so
1: <laughs> they do <laughs> I've smelt your shits before.
0: My poos don't smell that bad. Yes, they do. Let's be real. Don't examine on the do. podcast. Sometimes they do. Your shits are man shit. My poos don't smell.
1: My poos are not always Why bad, though. My fart smell. It depends how much protein I've had. Mm, which right but now... But your farts a- are horrible. <laughs> yeah. So
0: my farts are like... Like a cow fart.
1: Imagine like <laughs> a rotten, gassy... Super. Yeah. That's what your are smell like. We're kind
0: of giving that guy in the DMs a little bit too much material. This is going to
1: be his favourite episode. <laughs>
0: it will be. Yeah.
1: I hope you're listening.
0: <laughs> I hope you're listening. But yeah, that was just like a little poo. Little poo. Little like poo fact. Yeah.
1: Mm. How cozy. What's the... That's just your brother. No, what? What? It's your brother? Going out with his bike? Basically, we hear a lot of weird stuff whilst being in the garage because the rear window has like a little gap and the garage door has a little gap so you can hear through it. So I wonder if people are standing outside. Imagine someone's just outside the door listening Getting to what we're saying.
0: F- I mean, this is a main episode, yeah, but exactly. <laughs> pay yeah. um,
1: Early access.
0: I can hear the bike.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's the worst reason you ever got in trouble in school before we give out some... Uh, I
0: already said it on the podcast, the meat spinner. Sorry. Did you? Yeah, I already said that.
1: Oh, you've completely ruined my whole segment.
0: Was it, what, was it you th- remembered that I did yeah.
1: that? Yeah, it's because I remember what I did. Go on. The worst thing I did in school that, actually, there was one time I was an internal exclusion, but I have, i can't remember what it was for, because I know for a fact it was only one time. It might be because I bunked my first lesson ever. I don't remember, though. I honestly don't remember. You used to bunk a lot, didn't you?
0: Bunk a lot, but my mom would know, so...
1: Right. My parents
0: would be fine. I was in Westfield and stuff during school. My mom
1: would murder me if I bunked. Yeah, bunk so school. like
0: it was bunking from school, but not bunking from my parents, if you get me. Because right. I would not you know me, I'm very honest with my parents. So.
1: I mean, you asked your mom for permission to have sex.
0: That is true.
1: That is a fun fact for you all to know. Laura asked for permission to have sex. She said no. She said no, and you still had sex anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Is. Um. The worst time. Do you know what the worst thing I did in school? What I got in trouble for? No. Really? I set off a smoke bomb on the last day of school. Oh, yeah. I wasn't did. allowed to go prom.
0: I remember that.
1: <coughs> that was a whole palaver. That was so funny.
0: That's such a minor thing. You know They the must t- have not liked you. You
1: know, me and the other person that was involved in this whole shenanigan, we paid someone who wasn't going prom anyway to take the blame. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, we kind of want to go because we're never probably going to see these lot ever again. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't work. We wasted twenty five pounds each and <laughs> He got money and still got to go. <laughs> we we still didn't we still he didn't work he wasn't allowed but either. For
0: making a smoke bomb and banning you from prom, I think they must have just not liked you. Because that's a big, I was a menace. If, no, but that that's such a minor reason to not let you go to prom, which is quite a significant Not thing. really.
1: Setting bomb. off a smoke bomb in school. That's not bad. Yes, it is how the hallway was filled with smoke
0: that's fine no it's not okay maybe i'm gonna be too lenient as a parent
1: (laughs) a little bit too much okay don't worry (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah i was never really the guy to get into like fights or trouble i I used to cause a lot of shit, but never get in trouble for it
0: i was never naughty i I was never naughty i was friends with everybody Mm. yeah i I wasn't i'm not a drama person
1: me and my geography teacher had full-on wars (laughs) she was an op (laughs) why miss bar tramp if you're watching this... I still have issues with you. You're a fucking op. I never liked her. I had no... Uh, so basically, we had like disciplinary points and achievement points, right? Like a system.
0: We had... Uh, fuck, I don't remember the names. I don't remember the name, but, but we h- had something as you well. You had sim- yeah. something they similar. Had names.
1: So for one of my six form interviews, I had to print off my uh, um, behavior report. And for some reason, the behavior report was split. Achievement points on one page... And behavior points in the other, so all my behavior points. I think I had maybe like one or two from history, one from like maths, and then I had thirty more from geography.
0: That's a lot.
1: Yeah, about ten of them were abuse towards staff.
0: Oh my god, that that's like that's that. A, that's, that's how much of an sense. op
1: she was. Like <laughs> I swear to God, we were having wars. I hated that bitch. Who I remember, started it? I don't even know. I don't really care either. <laughs> She's a bitch. She's an op. Yeah. I hope she got fired. But like, there was one time, I still remember this. I came in, I sat down, took a breath, got kicked out. <laughs> and I started to go, I'm not that guy. I can take responsibility for being stupid and getting kicked out. Absolutely fine. Sat down, took a breath. She saw me, not today. Get out.
0: <laughs> Do you remember that time um, your brother got in trouble at school and they took his phone home? They took his phone from him and let him go home without a phone right and they kept his oh, phone oh yeah so your one was working so me and you had to go i was so, and so pissed we were annoyed about that but the worst thing was his head te- his head of year was the one who we having the meeting with and he was down rude he was very immature and petty and he was arguing with us he was like, being a bastard he was very very um provocative
1: but, yeah, but this was also during a time where someone got stabbed in the area yeah and it was like how are you letting him go home Without a phone.
0: Yeah, but he was very provocative. He even was like, um, about me coming in the room. I remember that was the first thing he was, was like.
1: Bastard. I hate was, school. Yeah. I hated school and I still hate school. I remember some good times from school, but like, you know how a lot of people say like, as adults, oh, I, w- I would do so much just to go back to the school I days. Not. I would not. I would Fuck not. school. Fuck that place. Fucking hated it. Um, But yeah. Before we give some relationship advice, I have a tiny confession to make. So you know how we have... Uh, Instagram group chat. Okay. Meme safe space, which is not a safe space at all because if that group chat got leaked, uh, we would lose our careers pretty much immediately.
0: I made that group chat as well.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We won't talk about it because it's uh, private and confidential. Yeah. What is this? Um, (laughs) Every time I come across a meme that's like a cute meme with like a puppy or like a baby, I triple (laughs) check. that I haven't sent it to the group <laughs> chat with the boys in. You sent it to me only. Because fucking hell, that would be embarrassing. And they got me thinking like, the boys will never really show you that side of them. No. You will never know what Uzi or OJ is like in their romantic type of life. Oh,
0: I'll never see
1: it. Like, you'll talk about it sometimes. And you'll hear about like things they did or whatever. da da da. da. But like the little things, like the mannerisms and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, if I did the baby voice to you, God <laughs> be- best believe... That would never see the light of day. <laughs> and it never happened. I will deny it till I die. Simple as. It ne- I never made baby voice. Never done it. <laughs> you just nearly did it. No. I've never done it. i never done it. <laughs> never done it. <laughs> I've never done that until now. No. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Now you've got to speak extra manly. Yeah, exactly. Don't find relationships cute. Nothing. No. I'm a fucking alpha male. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Tate's my lord. <laughs> Andrew Taitism.
0: I'm just gonna sit here in silence for the rest of the podcast.
1: Top G, top G, top G, top G, top G, top G, top G. Um, <laughs>
0: breathe air. Get back in the game. Get back <laughs> in the
1: game. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool thing to say. Anyway, got some relationship to give away. Um, the therapy corner. That's not really the therapy it's corner. The
0: therapy ship. It's a the therapy. Therapy part. camping chairs. Yeah. Mm. Therapy camps. Yeah.
1: And the therapy usually is us saying break up, but. Hey-ho. not me. This might be the day we change. Yes, here we go. We're my- just trying to
0: reduce comp- n- to competition. We can't have any more <sighs> couple podcasts, so <sighs> exactly. we're trying to make all you lot break up.
1: Here we go. My ex, um, my ex girlfriend called me late at night whilst my girlfriend was over.
0: We've experienced something like that.
1: Oh, yeah, we've
0: experienced that.
1: My ex sent me a voice note, yeah, of her crying. Yeah, she must have been drunk or something because, like. She was an emo. Yeah. She was a fucking weirdo. I've, I don't think I've ever seen her cry before that. <laughs> she sent me in, like, vo- emails. She <laughs> sent me voice notes of her crying. I can't remember what she was I saying. I think I was there. You was there. I was like, oh, look at this. And I played it. It was like, she's fucking crying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, well, yeah, I blocked her after that. But anyway.
0: <laughs> she actually looked at our stories recently, not too long ago. Did she? Remember that, like, maybe a year ago. Which, bear in mind, that relationship with you, with you and her was like, uh, over seven years, for example.
1: I've more than that.
0: But because our relationship has been that long. So yeah, it's been <laughs> crazy.
1: But yeah, she's a fucking weirdo. First time experience. So
0: let's see. <clears throat> let's see if we can Here help. We go.
1: So last night, my ex-girlfriend called me after not speaking for about seven months. Uh, she was partying with friends and I knew because she accidentally left a quick voicemail. I let it ring and told my current girlfriend that she called. My girlfriend was pretty cool about it and recommended I don't even respond because it would just give her give her attention. The issue is I know my ex pretty well, and although she has not followed up with a text yet, I know that she will, or or she will be calling again. Basically, it was a booty call that I don't want to uh, reoccur because of my new relationship. Fair, fair enough.
0: enough. And he's already told the girlfriend. So already, I'm seeing green flags. Yeah.
1: Fair play. Fair play. Personally, I'd like. Uh, I'd like to text her and just let her know I am dating somebody else uh, so that she stops. If I do so, should I tell my girlfriend that I texted her this? Or do I not bring it up again and just let it be uh, Let it be after that? Or do I listen to my girlfriend's advice or do I prefer sp- to speak up? Any advice would be much appreciated. What do you reckon? No, you tell me.
0: Yeah, I reckon, I mean... There's not actually... A re- I, I agree with the girlfriend. There's no reason to give that attention and false hope. And if you do text something like, oh, I'm in a relationship now, it's kind of saying, but when I'm not, like, we're still on good terms, but I'm just trying out with this girlfriend That's now. just
1: woman language. Yeah. That makes no sense For in my For me, head. that
0: does make sense.
1: That's just dumbest shit you've ever said on this podcast. Apart from... That one time where you really <laughs> fucked up about something that I can't remember. I mean, I, about a guy not paying rent, yeah, and you being fine with that, <laughs> not making a business out of your partner. This is on the same level of stupidity. I
0: mean, I don't think this is worth texting the woman, the girl. I mean, I don't even really know why you have her not blocked yet already.
1: That was exactly my point.
0: I mean, why is she still able to text you? Just, just don't. I mean, why entertain it?
1: Okay, then let you're me- going
0: to be waiting for a response back, and then you reply back, and now you're in a full-fledged conversation or a full argument.
1: Exactly. Let let, let me tell you something. Because he's having this thought, he should break up with his current girlfriend.
0: Mm. Really? Did Mm. you respond to that? No, no.
1: I'm playing. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw you responded. I I honestly think he should have her blocked. The second she messaged, you're like, oh shit, I haven't even blocked the number. Block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Yeah. I don't know why you're... Overcomplicating it if you're still thinking about it it probably means you're not over her yet exactly and you should probably not text her back because that will rekindle old feelings
0: Mm-mm.
1: and it's not worth it
0: talking of exes there's another show on Facebook I watch it's called you me and my ex what the fuck so there's a couple couple situations but I'll tell you about this is one. is it like a jubilee style thing no I'll keep it nice and simple for this because I'm not speaking about it fully but there's a particular couple it's a man and his current girlfriend and they live with his ex-girlfriend. So they live in the same roof, him and his new girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend. And the reason is him and his ex broke up and she couldn't find a place to live. And she has literally nobody, nobody to live with. So obviously to not want your ex to be homeless, she lives in the house. So this
1: is a real life situation that they're exploiting to make a TV show out of.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. And I just thought of like, for in the sense that he knows how his ex is, right? There are some people like, again, know how their exes are very well. Maybe they, I don't know. I guess a part of me saying in a nice way, like, maybe she he knows that she would need that and he does care about her as a person and maybe she doesn't have a lot of people and he doesn't want her to do something like, I don't know.
1: You know what it's like for me, yeah? To me, if we break up and it's been more than a month, you're dead to me. Yeah. Simple as because that that month period is kind of like okay let's see where this goes because if it if you get back together then you're working through issues and you can work on it and you can move on if it's been more than a month and then after that you then get back together you're going to have another honeymoon phase yeah and you're going to break up again and you're literally wasting time after another month you should be moved on. She should be moved on and you should just dead it off. It's
0: like the other couple we know, they broke up for whatever reasons they have and then they stopped talking completely cut contact.
1: He's talking shit about her?
0: Yeah, all of that bits. She's probably doing the same.
1: Sausage in her alleyway, the whole the whole lot yeah. whole nine yards. Then
0: afterwards they get back in contact, but she doesn't want to be with him anymore, but she's saying I'm depressed. I'm this. I'm I'm this. We're
1: talking about different people. Yes, Oh, so, uh, maybe yeah. Mm. I'm
0: sad but i don't want to be with you anymore but i want to speak to you and i don't want you to move on but what you're you're being kind of selfish because when we've gone that much of a breakup yes i care about you and i know you but it's not my responsibility to be there for you anymore
1: you know what it is? it's the th- it's the thing that essentially what happens is in a relationship you get used to the fact that you're talking to this person every single day yeah. whenever you need help they're there they're, yeah. whenever you need a shoulder to lean on they are there so when you break up, you don't actually miss the person. You miss the habits that you built whilst you was with this yes. person. You miss the 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 routine because this person's become yeah they've become a routine to your life.
0: I just think that if you have no intention, if you've broken up now, it's been a while. You have no intentions of being with the person, but you want them to put their life on hold and comfort you you're being very selfish because it prevents that person to move on. Mm. Especially when the other person's not fully over you. Then you're basically saying, I want you to not have anyone else and I want part of you, but not everything of you. And at that point, you do need to find your own life and find other people to rely on.
1: You know what else? If this guy does end up messaging his ex-girlfriend back, what's going to happen is one of two things. Either he's going to end up sleeping with her Mm. or it's gonna play on his mind, play on his mind, he's gonna then text her back, maybe have a couple text exchanges, and then she's gonna start playing on his mind. Yeah, he's gonna start missing her, yeah, yeah. and he's gonna start affecting his current relationship. Yeah. That's why, just, she's dead, don't, she don't exist, don't just fucking anything. cut it off. It's yeah. not worth the fucking hassle, do you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, that's that, I've mm. got another, sorry, wrong phone, I've got another uh, bit of advice to give. Before actually, I, I saw this thing, and I was like, huh, this is interesting. You know when you meet someone new, yes. and let's say you're sitting down, would you stand up to shake their hand? No. Okay, so you're a rude bitch, makes sense. Anyway, let me read this out. Just finished my first day at a new job. My manager was taking me around to everyone everyone's individual office to introduce me to my new colleagues. Just one stood up to shake my hand. Others, including my manager, who I had to navigate my way into the building to find their office, sat down and talked to me from their desk. This is a big company, but the office I work in has less than 10 people. So I find it really odd because it's not like they get new people in every single day. I'm just wondering if I'm experiencing uh, experiencing a cultural difference or if this is a red flag.
0: It's interesting because, from a female's perspective, and I know this is <laughs> mad, but like when I'm with you, I'll just follow your lead. Mm. So when you stand up, I'll just stand up because then I think it seems rude if one's sitting down, one's standing up. But like I answered the question based on if I'm fact, I'm alone and cool, I'm sitting at Dex. No, I wouldn't stand up because I don't know why, I just wouldn't. It's not really in my, it's not natural. But when you say rude bitch, it is actually rude for me not to greet someone, but at the same time, I'm very welcoming. And I think that's where the key thing is. If you're not standing up, are you being like, hiya, nice to meet you. Like, I'll I'll greet them, but I, I wouldn't feel the need to stand up.
1: Okay, so this is weird, yeah? Because for this guy, it's definitely a cultural difference. Yeah, In the UK, they don't see it as rude. No. Because businesses that I walk into I say hi to people. They will never stand up to shake my so hand. So you experience that too? If they're sitting down, they're not... To me, I've grown accustomed to it, but it's still ingrained into me that if I'm shaking someone's hand and I'm sitting down, I need to stand up. Yeah. And if they still carry on speaking, I'm going to stay stood up because it's a level of... um.
0: Being on the same level.
1: Yeah, it's being on the same level because it's then like an act on power and it's like all this sort of stuff. So from where I come from in Eastern Europe, when I came here, it was a big culture shock. People don't stand up to shake your hand no. when they say... Most people don't even shake your hand when they no. say hello. Like, to me, it feels awkward going up to someone and just being like, hey.
0: But you know what I have noticed? It's like, when I physically touch someone, whether that's a handshake or a hug, the vibes after are a lot more relaxed. Of
1: course. But when you
0: don't touch someone, it's very standoffish and it feels awkward. Yes, yeah, like, like I'm you like have, to myself. As soon as you're like, oh, hey, how are you? Or, hi, nice to meet you. It's already immediately saying, I'm a nice person. Yeah. We're on good grounds. Let's have a nice yeah. chat. But when you're just like, hi, how are you? It's a bit... Awkward, yeah. it's
1: awkward. And even here, it's like... Sorry. The fact that, for example, in Eastern Europe, it's very important for a man to have a strong, firm handshake. Yeah. That's not a thing here.
0: My handshake is weak. Yeah, that hurts. You should never well, do it to a lady. To
1: a woman, it's like this. Yeah, that's better. To a man, it's like this. Ah, don't do that. Um. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, having said that, at Salon Private, that um, content creator guy that I met, that I was talking yes. to, his handshake wasn't a good handshake. Because you know what he would do? You take your hand and squeeze it as hard as you could. I was like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Just add some pressure. That's it. That's all you need. He was trying to Yeah, he was like <laughs> his veins started popping out his <laughs> neck and shit. It wasn't that bad, but um, yeah, like when I came to the UK, I found it weird, like people don't give handshakes, people don't stand up when you're greeting them, people shake hands across tables, because yeah. you're not meant to do that. Um when you're all eating, reaching across the table over someone else's plate to get something. Mm, Oh my God, yeah. You're not meant to do that. Um, Things like, uh, I I don't know, holding the door open for an elderly person. Yeah. Giving up your seat for uh, a woman or an elderly person or someone that needs to seat more than you on a train or a bus. Things like that. They don't really exist here. Not as much. But in Eastern Europe and other parts of the world, it's a core part that every kid is taught from a very young age. Mm -mm -mm. And to me, it was so strange coming here and being like, Oh, it's just something they don't do here.
0: And you think he's the same. Oh my God, we've got a new Patreon. Whoop,
1: whoop, whoop. Thank you, Josh. Hey, shout out Josh. Josh, Josh, if you're watching this, you're an absolute G. Thank you very much.
0: Sorry. Hello, Josh.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I got another piece of advice that um, we need advising. Go ahead. You ready? Uh, My partner says, I am self-sabotaging our relationship because I'm not happy that he went out partying with a group of random uh, girls until 7 a.m.
0: Oh, I'm I'm sensing a bit of, um, what's that thing called?
1: Psychonism?
0: No. A bit of a... Uh,
1: Fuckboyism?
0: No. That one where... You,
1: it's you, giving... You,
0: it's giving... You know when... Uh, hold on a second.
1: It's giving... I've done
0: something bad, but I'm going to make you think I didn't. Like some gaslighting. M- it's giving gaslighting. Okay. It's giving, I cheated on you, but you're ruining the relationship.
1: It's funny that you're saying that. Okay, let me just <laughs> get into it. I'm dating a guy for about five months now. Let's call him Chad. Pretty fitting name if I say myself. <laughs> Chad's the type of guy who likes to party on occasion. Uh, and by party, I mean lots of drugs, alcohol, and staying out until like 7 a.m. Not my scene, and I hate the extreme hangovers the next day, or even sometimes two days. He's previously told me that he used to party all the time and hook up with random chicks and cheat on his last long-term partner. Ooh. Red flag. I've tried to discuss a few. Uh, di- I've tried to discuss this a few times in this relationship. If this relationship is viable, if our values around partying are so different, bit extreme in my opinion. But hey ho, we move on. He said that there isn't a problem. But I don't want him to resent. Uh, I don't want to resent him in years to uh, in years to come if he didn't get to party as much as he'd like to. Yep. On the weekend we got uh, we got into a stupid fight about nothing, and he decided to go out and party all night with a bunch of random girls he met in the queue to a bar. He's then added all these chicks on Instagram. He says nothing happened, but I just feel betrayed. He hates it when random dudes even try and talk to me at bars, but he thinks it's different. He said, I'm self sabotaging because I try to discuss our different values around partying. What should I do here? It's Please gaslighting. Help me. It
0: is gaslighting. And what do you mean, funny? Man's saying, oh, it's fine, I can meet random girls and add them on, but if any guy messages you, it's dodgy.
1: Huh? <laughs> okay, can't lie. My advice break up. Yeah, 100%. I, funny I, I say lie. that again, but.
0: Their morals, and th- I do agree with the morals thing, it's like they're in different parts of life. If she, let's say she wants to settle down, she clearly doesn't like the partying scene and he's still in that phase of his life, which is fine. They're both fine to do that. Maybe they're not going to work because they're not going to be happy together.
1: Let me tell you something. Yes. I smell petrol again. But having said that, also, she is a psycho. For what? And so is he.
0: Why is she a psycho and he's a psycho? I don't agree with that. Why are
1: you getting defensive?
0: No, because I think you're wrong for saying that, Okay,
1: he went out and before they (laughs) even discussed him going out partying... She already knew that he had followed exactly five females on that night. Okay. Following, like paying attention and knowing every time your boyfriend follows someone on Instagram is very dodgy. Yes. That is very dodgy. Yes. That is self-sabotaging.
0: But women do it. First of all. First of all, women do it. But mainly apart from that.
1: Don't even try to say women do it.
0: Let me say something. Because that. that
1: means every single woman on the planet is a psychopath. We've all
0: done it. We've all done okay,
1: it. Okay, done it and do it is different. We've
0: all done it So
1: before. be specific with your words here. I'm just then.
0: saying, right? Imagine this. I'm putting myself in her shoes. I'm with this guy who's done this with his last partner and is doing this, which I don't agree with, right? Yep. If he's got a problem with me with guys, it's kind of saying to me that he, there's a reason that there's... Like, what's he doing? Why doesn't he trust guys, right? Because he's... What, why is he being jealous here? Then we have a big bust up and he does and does that, right? I'm going to feel maybe paranoid that night. But at the same time, you're looking out for things.
1: Okay, let me tell you this. Because before you cut me off.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. I was
1: about to finish what I was saying, but I didn't get to. I'm so sorry. So now you're probably thinking, I'm saying the guy's in the right, the girl's the red flag here. Mm. No, I think they're both red flags. Mm. I think this relationship is a sinking ship. I think they're not compatible. she's clearly a psycho. She has trust issues. She doesn't trust him, but also rightfully so because the guy is clearly cheating on her.
0: I think, yeah, I think you get some people who are jealous in every relationship and then some people are jealous because you're making me feel jealous.
1: You get me? (sighs) That's a complicated one. That's a very complicated one. No, because if
0: someone doesn't make you feel secure, it might be the fact that they're not compatible with doing this. And I think that's the reason. They're clearly not compatible on that level. Maybe on surface, they find each other attractive, they get along and they can fuck. But on the deeper level, it ain't Mm. working out. So her needs are not being met and neither is his.
1: Okay, but how would you know? This situation is slightly different, but how would you know that they're not compatible? Because we went through a similar situation a couple of years ago. Mm. And look at us now. I mean... So how do you know that you're not compatible if you're going through something like that? Mm-hmm. You see what I, I mean? I mean, for
0: me, I'm basing that on the fact that I feel like they're on different paths. And if they continue down this route where she doesn't allow him to party and he doesn't allow... He doesn't be fully open with her and reassure, I mean, he doesn't be fully open with her and maybe don't go partying when you're on an argument. That's not really... That's not solving your issues.
1: You, you, know, you know what causes these big issues in relationships?
0: Like of communication.
1: This allowing you to do this. You allowing me to do this type of attitude. Yes. This is what causes these big problems because in a relationship, I'll say, I said it before and I'll say it again, you do not own the person. No. They are not your property. What do you mean? The only person that can give them like permission to do things are their parents. Yes. You're not their parent, you're their partner. Exactly. So in my opinion, it's a type of situation where it's like you do what you want and then deal with the the consequences later. If you know that it's upset me, it's going to upset me and you do it anyway, mm. then we're going to have a talk. It might result into us breaking up. It might result in, in me being pissed off. Mm-mm-mm. But it's not like a, you can't do this, you can't do that.
0: Yeah, but I'm, uh, I meant it in a sense like...
1: And sorry, you should communicate yeah. and know each other's boundaries. Yes, If one person's overstepping the boundaries that you've already set, <laughs> Yes. well then just break <clears throat> up because they don't respect you.
0: And as a, basically what I was trying to say, as a person, she needs to say to herself, can do I want to date someone like this, or am I being too selfish?
1: Sorry, another thing: if the boundaries that you set, you don't like the boundaries that your partner's setting, you need to talk about it. Yeah, and if they're not going to compromise on and it, you need yeah. Stop wasting your fucking time and cut the relationship off.
0: That's what I was just going to say. Essentially, she has a problem with him partying, so she either gets the fuck over it. Yeah. Option get the fuck over it and you stay with him, and stop complaining and making arguments. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. He loves you. Number two, communicate with him and try see where the problem is. Because for me, I know for a fact, if we argued and you went out, that would piss me off more. Mm. Because it's like, why are you doing it when we're arguing? So communicate with each other. Maybe it's a thing like, oh, I think you're doing it too... Oh, I think for me you're doing it too much. Do you think you could compromise on this? And number three, if you think that you cannot... Oh wait, that's the first one. You can't cope with it. Oh no. Another one, you either deal with it and stay with them. Number two, you talk about it and see if you work it out. And number three, if you cannot cope with it, they don't want to cut down or oh, you, they're not compromising. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, let's say you don't want to deal with it at all, and you're trying to control them so they can't party, which is very unhealthy. And even though the person might agree to your stupid demands, it's unhealthy. But and you basically just say, I'm leaving this relationship. And same thing for him. He wants to party. So he either does party and she gets the fuck over it. They sort it out. Or number three, he wants to party. She's not accepting it. They they are not compatible. Yeah. There's people out there that will accept you for you. Exactly. Yeah. And accept right. you for relationship. And what I mean is, you are gonna when you're getting into a normal relationship to a serious relationship, there are gonna be that stage of like what whether it's partying and not partying, whether it's this and that. There's gonna be that that stage of sorting things out yeah. and boundaries and everything like that, which is kind of a toxic stage. Um, yeah, but I mean right now I don't see them working things out because a lot of people they stay in their own ways, you know They do like to control people
1: and this also this situation is what breeds these toxic relationships that we spoke about before where the partner complains about their partner To their friends for example. Yeah, oh, the fucking missus of,
0: of stages of a breakup which we spoke about before once the friends know it's hard to come back from why?
1: Waste your time. Yeah, if you don't like your partner Get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Simple as. You have yeah. one fucking life. Why would you live it with a person that you don't fucking even like? Yeah. It's so dumb. And
0: people are allowed to party. Don't shame him for that either. He's allowed to do that. That's his life. And there's, he can there's, do whatever he wants. There's girls that will be on it with him. And vice versa, there's guys that will be on the home, lo- home chilling, different type of vibe. Like, I personally wouldn't date someone that parties a lot. I'm saying that right now.
1: He's probably just not ready right for now. a relationship. Because
0: personally... I I'm not really on that either. That late night, mm. the coming in late. Yeah. I'm more of a chill person.
1: Having said that. We came home on Friday at like 4 a.m. I mean, know.
0: I don't know. That's just me personally. But no, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's just where I'm at with their relationship, True. to be honest.
1: Talking um, about cheating, you have some stories about cheating?
0: Yes. Is this the Internet Hall of Fame?
1: Internet Hall of Fame type. I think something funny we saw on the internet. <laughs> Let's talk about it and wrap this podcast up. Cool. So this I'm is freezing like, my tits off. Sorry.
0: And my throat is hanging a bit. Yeah. What is the wildest way you found out you're being cheated on?
1: Have you been cheated on before?
0: No, but you have.
1: I have, but not really. Like I was like 14 at the time. But how did you find out? It doesn't really, my friends told me. And what did you say? I just called her a bitch and told her <laughs> to fuck off. Savage. I was 14, bro, you, really you think I gave a shit? I was more worried about fucking pocket money and just
0: so it was fine playing
1: games. Mm. You know and I mean, I didn't give a shit.
0: Well, some people have experienced some horrible things. Mm. Should we hear? Go ahead. So my wife and I were getting intimate and I felt a string inside her. Which was weird since I'd have a since I had a vasectomy a year before.
1: Wait, 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 what?
0: So she had a string inside her. So it's a form of contraception. The IUD is put up you in your womb, and he like felt her contraception apparently. But there's no she could feel that shit. I don't know. Apparently. I'm just thinking about it now. Why would you feel the string? I don't. I don't know if that how true that is. Now I'm thinking. Now I'm reading out loud. I don't. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to fact check that. Yeah.
1: Finish it anyway. Um,
0: Anyways, he's got a vasectomy, so why is she using contraception, essentially?
1: Right.
0: So apparently, he said, what is that string? Do you have an IUD? Which is the name of the contraception. To which she paused, then replied, it's a science experiment. Huh? Up your vagina.
1: What do you mean a science experiment? What, are you breeding chicken in your vagina or some shit?
0: He said that he, he had a sus- he had suspected that she was fucking another dude, but he was so shocked at her bizarre explanation that he just had to laugh.
1: I would, do, I, I would laugh as well, probably. Mm. Like, well, first of all, she's a shit liar. And second of all... I really
0: want to know if you can fill a string. Now I'm confused about that.
1: Yeah, maybe you should make that the fun fact of the day for the Patreon yeah, episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let me quickly just... Can you write that down yes. while I'm reading the next
1: one? Yeah, go ahead. Next one. Okay. Wait, hold on. I know. Text Laura on Messenger and tell her to uh, note down IUD.
0: Sorry, Messenger hasn't added support. For fuck's sake. Suck
1: your mum, Siri. Go ahead.
0: Can you write that down? I'll forget. Yeah, go on. So I got a random text on Instagram saying if I am OP and I knew this person, X, for let's say.
1: OP? OP
0: is his name. So are you Robert and do you know, do you know Laura?
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I ahead.
0: responded saying yes. She literally replied saying, congratulations, your girlfriend is sleeping with my boyfriend. Followed by a barrage of screenshots she had gotten from her boyfriend's phone. So he's a dude, some chicks messaged him saying, do you know this person? Oh, because your girlfriend is fucking my boyfriend. Here's the proof. I've caught my boyfriend cheating and he is cheating on this girl. He's your girlfriend, so everyone's cheating.
1: That's some fuck triangle, mm. and them two are gonna end up getting together.
0: Hopefully, Heart But broke. well,
1: it actually sounds like she's coming to him on some smoke, <laughs> as if like he, like made his girlfriend cheat on him. Like, bitch, calm down. Like, I ain't done that. She,
0: I think she wants to ruin the relationship with that girl, like that girl
1: ruined hers. Some spiteful bitch. Uh,
0: why the fuck are they cheating in the first place?
1: That's a different part.
0: <laughs> That's another thing.
1: Everyone's in the wrong.
0: This one's a photographer one.
1: Huh? Interesting.
0: One of her friends was a photographer and wanted to do tasteful nudes, which apparently includes penetration and multiple days of getting the right shot. We had shared a Google Drive folder, which her friend didn't know we shared. So they wanted to do a nude shot, and apparently that includes fucking on multiple days.
1: Well, obviously it doesn't. That
0: was sarcasm for that guy.
1: That's fucked up. The Google Drive. Man said he caught his girlfriend cheating via Google Drive.
0: Shared folders, mate. That's
1: mad. I need to go check my Google Drive (laughs) ASAP.
0: He made the other girl his lock screen and forgot to change it back when we went out. He made up some story about how it was his cousin with cancer and this photo with her lifting her shirt was the last time she was healthy.
1: Sorry. <laughs> that is actually funny. That is the dumbest shit. I swear to God, guys will say anything for pussy. They will do anything. Matt said his cousin got cancer and that's the last time she was healthy. So that's, why like she's, that's why she's dropping titty. What the
0: fuck? Then when I didn't buy the story, he called to break up with her in front of me. Like that would make it okay. So, okay, why so would my he cousin do I'll break
1: up with her. Why would he do that? <laughs> It's just like, okay, you caught me red-handed, we're breaking up, see you later, I'm no, going he, to my new he bitch.
0: Called her, he called the, uh, new, the new bitch and broke up with her. Yeah, but
1: he shouldn't have done that, he should have done the other thing. <laughs> the way. He should have broke up with the other girl, be like, you caught me, I'm not going to listen to the aggro, we're over, and like, and yeah, the, that's in- is what it is, and go to the uh, new pussy. He wants problems. Uh, he's also fucking stupid. If you got sighting, why are you making her your lock screen? You're so stupid. I
0: know, so stupid. I walked in on her taking a nude photograph in the mirror. She jumped like I had caught her in the act of something and I immediately knew from that moment. She said she was just going to send it to me as a surprise. But an hour later, she went out on on the porch to smoke. I peeked through the window behind her and watched her text it to my co-worker.
1: Ha! His colleague? Yeah. Fuck off. She's shitting where he eats.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, she is.
1: That's fucked. She is. Nah, that's fucked. That's
0: really bad, isn't it? You have
1: to get a new job and you have to dump your girl.
0: It's <laughs> so bad. That's deep. And it's kind of like, imagine you're walking in and your girlfriend taking a new photo and she goes like... like imagine you
1: chat to some guy at work and imagine he's just your brethren Mm-mm-mm. or your girlfriend or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like You're tight. Yeah. You've made sales together. You've cleaned toilets together. <laughs> and your girl or boyfriend or toaster is fucking them.
0: It's behind your back it's that's hard.
1: fucked that's so deep
0: well got two more I like it alright this sounds this is going to sound ridiculous but I'm a lesbian my bisexual girlfriend at the time was riding my face and I could tell she tasted a little different but whatever she was going hard and I loved it I like, know I think I know what's coming like arms pin on. struggling to breathe beneath, beneath her bottom and it was heaven anyway she lifts up so I can get some air and says I knew you like dick That's simply down I
1: Excuse me? <laughs> I, I, I thought she would have like come in her still or something. I didn't expect
0: that. Yeah, I knew like dick.
1: You have to have so much confidence to do something like so that. So much. What the
0: fuck? I got one more. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm so shocked.
0: This one's disgusting. She came home from a from a bar drunk and horny and I pulled down her panties and there was still a condom partially inside her. Uh, hangi- <laughs> hanging out.
1: Uh, I can't live. We need to end the podcast on that note. That's disgusting. <laughs> I need to go throw up. Guys, thank you very much for uh, watching or listening, whatever you do. Make sure you follow us if you're listening. Make sure you subscribe if you're watching. Uh, like, uh, put down some reviews, recommend it to a friend and sign up to All the that. Patreon. Thank you. I'm going to go throw up. Bye.
0: Bye-bye.